Banner University, where lights shine bright. This is the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. With the third pick in the 2020 WNBA draft, the Indiana Fever select Lauren Cox, Baylor University. The John Morris Show is also brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Marineland Boating Center, Loop 340 and I-35 South in Waco, and on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Oh, they have the confetti out at the Cox household, and Rebecca, you nailed this one, and I'm sure Indiana very excited to get her in the fold. Yeah, one of the places uh, Marianne Stanley wants her team to improve is on the defensive end of the floor, and Lauren Cox is a terrific shot blocker, averaged just under three blocks a game. This is what she does so well. She is an elite passer, a terrific outlet passer. She's very good getting the ball in the high post to cutters or in the high-low game. She will be a great fit along with Tierra McCowan, the 6'7 center for the Indiana Fever. And she can also step out and face and stretch the floor. 33% from the three-point line this season, a hard worker and a winner at Baylor. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. One thing I love about you, you told me that you take great pride in your defense. How will you bring that defense to the league? Yeah, I, I definitely take pride in my defense. Um, I take it seriously. When a player scores on me, I'm saying to, my, saying to myself in my head, like, that's not going to happen again. <laughs> now, from the Petty Clinic Low-T Studio, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Welcome to John Morris Show on a Monday. Glad you're with us. Sheltered in here in the uh, front study of our room in Hewitt. I say front study like there's a back study, but there's only one study in this house. But good to be with you on this Monday morning. Q is in the studio making things work for us. And Q, good morning to you. Hope you had a great uh, sheltered in weekend. Yeah, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of activity, but there was enough activity, you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely definitely had a, a weekend. We're back at it for another week week and uh yeah got plenty to talk about pretty excited about uh, everything going on a lot of fun uh wnba draft uh, has taken place since the last time we talked that was friday evening you heard uh the pick of lauren cox number three in the first round uh where everyone really had her projected going to the indiana fever and then uh, the comments of rebecca lobo and then comments from uh, or a question from uh, Holly Rowe and the answer by uh, Lauren Cox, uh, part of the coverage on Friday evening. So congratulations to her. Taya Cooper went number 18 overall, Juicy Landrum number 35 overall. So all three Baylor players uh, that we expected to be drafted were on Friday night. And uh, Q, uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. No, it really was. Uh, you know, it really kind of kicked the weekend off, right? Because uh, starting to watch it on Friday evening and just kind of see what, what was going to happen and where the Lady Bears were going to be selected. It was really good to see all three of them get selected. We knew that Lauren Cox was a no doubt about it. Taya Cooper felt like a very no, no doubt about it. And then, you know, there was some uh, question if Juicy was going to get selected or not. I thought she was. You thought she was. She thought she was. But, you know, you never really know until you actually know and, and they give make the call. And so to hear Juicy as well get uh, selected to see all three of the Lady Bears, I thought that was really cool. 
Yeah, really good to see and fun to watch, and congratulations to all of them. And uh, you've got you've got Taya Cooper on with you, don't you, this afternoon? Yeah, this afternoon at one thirty, she'll join the show, talk about being uh, now being a member of the Phoenix Mercury, and obviously talk about her year at Baylor and how that kind of helped her prepare for this next step. But uh, yeah, excited to talk to her at one thirty. Very good. Look forward to that coming up today. All right, uh, Big 12 had uh, seven players drafted overall, three of those obviously uh, from Baylor. Lauren Cox, the only one in the first round from the Big 12. Uh, and then the others came in bunches. It was kind of interesting. Uh, in the second round, uh, it was the uh, 17th, 18th, and 19th picks, 19th picks, all coming from the Big 12. Brittany Brewer from Tech went to Atlanta. Taya Cooper of Baylor to Phoenix and Joyner Holmes from Texas to uh, Seattle with the 19th pick. And then uh, at the end of the third round, in fact, the last three picks were all Big 12 players, uh, 34, 35, and 36. Tiny Smartin of West Virginia went to Los Angeles. Juicy Landrum of Baylor to Connecticut. And Shug Sutton from Texas went to Washington. So a total of seven from the Big 12 selected in the WNBA draft, three of those from Baylor. So, uh, fun again, fun to watch, and congratulations uh, to all of them, especially Lauren and, uh, and Taya and uh, uh, Juicy from Baylor going into the WNBA. All right, uh, some NBA uh, from last night, Q. Uh, I can't wait to get your thoughts on the, uh, the Last Dance, the debut of the Chicago Bulls documentary. Uh, that debuted last night. Uh, MJ and I sat down and watched it. I thought it was really, really well done, and just the archival footage that they had is uh, is really cool to see. Yeah, it really is, and I'm telling you, I planned my whole day around. Matter of fact, I planned my whole weekend around this <laughs> documentary. You? I made sure that there was no questions asked. I had nothing I had to do except for sit down. I started working uh, just on some radio station stuff on, on about noon, about 12 o'clock on Sunday, and I said, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I am ready to go sitting down by 7.30 this evening just so when 8 o'clock hits, I can just watch this uninterrupted, have no nothing going to get in my way, and uh, it was great. It just absolutely was amazing. Uh, it left me hungry for more, which is, you know, what, it, what it's supposed to do, and it's also, you know, that's when you know that's been done really well is when you, yep. when you, uh, you know, end the show and you're like, man, I could use about 30 more minutes of that. So <laughs> that's how I felt last night when I went to bed, but I was pumped up and fired up about what I saw in the first two episodes. So two aired last night, two hours last night, uh, and then nothing again until next Sunday, right? They hold it yeah. until next Sunday? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So, so they're going to spread it out a little bit. They're going to get uh, they're going to get their money's worth. I didn't know the backstory on all of this until MJ were t- MJ and I were talking about it, and uh, I, I did some research on it. But so obviously a, a big part of this was shot the ninety seven ninety eight season, which uh, we did know. You know, going into that, the word was this was going to be the last time this group of Chicago Bulls players were, were going to be together. You know, uh, uh, Jerry Krause uh, had told uh, uh, Phil Jackson, this is it. You can go 82-0 and 0 and you're right. not coming back. So that's where the title comes from, The Last Dance. So a producer, and the guy's name is uh, Anthony Thompson, uh, had the idea and proposed it to the team, hey, let us follow you around, give us uh, access. Certainly if there's something, you know, that we can't or don't want us to shoot, you know, 
shoo us away, but give us access and shoot all this stuff. And you can tell, man, from that first episode that they had really unprecedented access as much as they were around the team. Yeah, that's kind of access that is just unheard of. And, you know, and there's been so many stories on on why the team and why Michael Jordan agreed to actually do this. And and part of it goes back to Michael Jordan and his competitiveness and the fact that uh, some were saying – uh, he agreed to do it because someone convinced him later on down the road that this would be like the best documentary in the history of sports. And so it just put him in that conversation again with, you know, the greatest. And so that's why he uh, agreed to do it. And now, again, that's just a, you know, that's just a conversation. That's just one of the one of the things that's being said. But I, I could absolutely see it, especially after seeing just the first two episodes. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting part of that. Uh, but then my question was, so this was 97, 98, and it's just now seeing the light of day. Uh, you know, what was the story there? And, and when they made this deal to, to allow the uh, producer to uh, do this and the photographers, you know, to shoot this, they they gave Michael basically control over um, – Nothing's going to be released unless both sides agree to it. Right. So that's pretty unprecedented also. Number one, to let them shoot it. But then number two, to say, hey, you know, if you don't like this or if there's anything you don't want out, you just say the word and it won't get out. So it has uh, NBA Entertainment, uh, you know, where the NBA network comes from is in Secaucus, New Jersey. And this, like, 500 hours of video has just been sitting there for all these years until they finally uh, got Michael's agreement to, uh, hey, let's put it together in documentary form, and now it's finally come out. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty amazing, you know, and just to be able to have, like you said, all that footage and, and just kind of sitting there and waiting for the green light to, to go and then to finally get it and put it together. And remember, it wasn't supposed to be released till later on this, uh, this summer, right. but uh, right. because of everything that's going on with sports and the pandemic they decided to push it up and apparently they're not even 100 percent complete with the job yet oh, really and, yeah, yeah but i mean they'll get it done obviously but a couple of the like last episodes they're still putting the finishing touches on but i'll tell you right now I, it's definitely worth the wait and i just i kind of i i text my son last night and i said hey I, I hope you're watching this because he's a big lebron fan and i'm not you know trying to start the lebron uh, jordan <laughs> right. argument but i said I, let me just show you let me just tell you where this came from you know what i mean like let me go ahead and let you get the the, the backstory and so he said that he was watching and he kept texting me like man this is good so i was like yeah, yeah hey, exactly good. yeah exactly from a younger guy from a younger perspective you know that he can right. appreciate it that's good mm-hmm. so uh, I just love, you know, from a uh, video standpoint, you know, all the video that they have behind the scenes and the way it's put together and the way that the way they tie in the interviews with Michael, but then other guys who were there covering uh, the Bulls during mm-hmm. that time. Yeah, how about the clip of Bob Costas, who was on TV on WGN? Man, wasn't that funny? <laughs> I know. That was great. Wasn't <laughs> yes. <it>? Young <laughs> so Bob was, Costas. <laughs> yeah, that was fun to see uh, and, and just put together so very well well so i thought it was pretty cool it was good uh you know some original uh not sports games not games but some original programming that we all got to uh, enjoy last night yeah it was I, again i was so excited by it and uh when it went to the first commercial break all i did was no you know i just <laughs> i'm realizing right. that it has to be done but at the same time i'm like man i I I love this. This is great. And, you know, I'm trying to tell stories of, you know, at the same time trying to tell the wife exactly either where I was or, oh, I remember this and this and that and start telling her the story. But at the same time, I'm trying not to talk because I'm trying to listen to the, right. the show at the same time. But, man, it got the it got the memory just kind of rolling. And so, yeah, it was it was very entertaining. 
That's cool. Well, good perspective from John Maurer, who's our uh, director of sports ministry for Baylor Athletics. I didn't realize this, but John said he was in Chicago at that time, and he was the team chaplain, not for the Bulls, but for the Chicago Bears from 93 to 99. So he was right there when all this was happening, and uh, he said he really enjoyed it, brought back a lot of memories for him too. I believe it. I mean, that's what a perspective that should have, that could have been, uh, you know, for him. So that's, that's really, really cool. Very good. All right. We're off and running on this Monday morning. Do appreciate you being with us. Uh, Jerry Hill will join us following a break. Be great to visit with Jerry about, uh, number one, the Baylor players that win in the WNBA draft, and number two, uh, about the all-decade team for women's basketball that was announced yesterday. So we'll talk to Jerry about that and more. Stay with us. Uh, Jerry Hill of the Baylor Beer Foundation will join us after a break. Take a break. Be right back. John Morris Show brought to you by Baylor University, where lights shine bright Also brought to you by DMRA Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a mild start to the day with temperatures starting out in the lower to mid 50s across central Texas. Skies will be mostly clear all day with highs reaching the lower 80s in the afternoon. Tonight, temperatures will drop down to around 60 degrees with mostly clear skies. Skies will still be mostly sunny on Tuesday with highs around 82 degrees. Strong storms are possible on Wednesday, but the warm and sunny weather will return over the weekend. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 539 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. There's a lot of fear right now about the market and the economy. We went from all-time highs to a correction in a very short time. How are you and your plan prepared for black swan events and regular market cycles? Let's check in with Eric Lovett from the family at Lovett and Associates to hear what we should be doing with our money. This pandemic is creating fear. It's kind of comforting with a lot of our clients that are baby boomers. We've already set up a plan for them. We've put a retirement income plan together. So there's safe money that they have inside of their plan that's going to create the income. First thing you need to do is have a plan. Do you ever remember doing safety drills? Having a plan will help keep you from panicking too much. You'll have that plan in place, and that is for times like this, because if you just have an investment plan where all your money is in the market, which most people have, times like this, taking money from that account, especially when the market's been very volatile, unbelievable. But when we have guaranteed income coming into the bank account every month, that really makes our existing clients and the people that have a plan, like we're suggesting, it gives them confidence. I would encourage anybody that is five to 10 years out from retirement or in retirement, you give us a call, you come in for a meeting, or we do a virtual meeting online to see how we can help reposition some of your assets so we can create that plan for you. And I think that would give you tremendous confidence in your retirement. If you'd like to start with a phone conversation, if you'd like to come in for a personal review, they do also offer the opportunity for virtual reviews. If you'd like to get started, give a call, have that conversation, 254-870-6800. That's 254-870-6800. Go online, loveitfinancial.com or 254-870-6800.
Security and advisory services offered through Cetera Advisors, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC, a broker-dealer, and a registered investment advisor. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other entity. Investments in securities do not offer a fixed rate of return. Principal yield and or share price will fluctuate with changes in market conditions, and when sold or redeemed, you may receive more or less than originally invested. No system or financial planning strategy can guarantee future results. Direct phone number to reach Lovett & Associates is 254-751-1256. Hello, everyone. I'm Dave DeRosier. I'm the general manager at Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center in Waco. With the current situation, all non-essential businesses in Waco have been ordered to close. Automotive repair is considered an essential business, so we will be open to serve your needs. Here are a few things that we're doing to flatten the curve and to protect you and to protect us. We have a concierge service where we can come and pick your vehicle up and drop it back off at your home, and you can pay with credit card over the phone. Another option is you can drive up underneath our canopy and get straight into our shuttle, and we can drive you straight home. In addition, every vehicle that comes into our shop is getting sanitized prior to and after the repair, and we're putting a new pair of gloves on after each service. Our team at Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center is here to help you in any way. Please call us. Thank you for your time and attention. Now more than ever, we all need a strong immune system. A healthy diet, along with the right supplements, helps support your immune system, specifically a multivitamin and vitamin D. Dallas's own Cooper Clinic recommends vitamins to improve the quality and quantity of their patients' lives. Use coupon code IMMUNE20 on coopercomplete.com to get 20% off any purchase of $60 or more, plus free shipping. That's IMMUNE20 to coopercomplete.com for 20% off and free shipping when you spend $60 or more. Make Cooper part of your daily regimen and support that immune system. Thing they hate, in the grinder. Grinder, this is the John Morris Show, proudly presented by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. 20 seconds to shoot. Sutherland over to Engelman on the right wing. Engelman driving inside. Blocked by Brittany Griner and out of bounds. Brittany Griner with her fourth block already. And she has surpassed Alyssa DeHaan's 503 career blocks. So Brittany Griner now the number two all-time NCAA leader in blocks. Now, back to today's JMO Radio Show. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Back with us, I Like Cuts, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. And uh, to be absolutely accurate, it goes back to 2012 for the Brittany Griner highlights. And I think it was the uh, IMG Sports Network at that point has changed names uh, since then. But uh, it goes back to 2012. Brittany Griner in the rejoin because Brittany Griner was front and center on the women's basketball all-decade team that was uh, in the Waco Tribune Herald yesterday on the Baylor website today at BaylorBears.com. And to talk about all that, we welcome in our good friend, and we hope yours, Jerry Hill from the Baylor Bear Foundation. Jerry, good morning to you. Good morning, John. Seems like it's been a while, but uh, enjoy being on uh, the radio show with you. <laughs> it has been a while. Are you are you counting the days? Is that a subtle shot at Q and I? We haven't had you on. No, in a while? not at all. Not at oh, you okay, at all. Okay. Um, just, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> been an interesting time, we'll say that. Yeah, well, that's for sure. I, I thought you were yeah. uh, making light of the fact you and I were on a, a Zoom call together about an hour ago. We were together just uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit ago. So, yeah, yeah we, we still see each other. Quite a bit, just not uh, not in person, right? <laughs> That's right. And, and one of the ways we see each other is uh, when we do Zoom calls, uh, doing these all-decade teams. And, right. and this has turned out to be a really fun project. Uh, I enjoy doing that. It, it's fun to go down memory lane and try to, you know, look at some of the great performances by student-athletes, <laughs> you know, in the, over the past decade. Uh, it's been fun, hasn't it? Well, and and I think it speaks to how good a decade it's been, John, just really across the board because you look at pretty much every sport, and it's it's really hard to narrow it down to just the ones you select because, you know, I was thinking, uh, you know, before we came on of the ones that were left out. You know, I mean, you had a first and second team on this all-decade team for the Lady Bears, and I, I can think of a lot of names that were left off like Melissa Jones, Alexis Jones, uh, thousand point scorers like Alexis Prince and uh, Nene Hayden. So, I mean, as good as those first and second teams were, I feel like we left some people out. I mean, you could have gone, you know, three or four deep, you know, for the Lady Bears. Yeah, that's definitely true. And uh, kind of like we said on the call, that's what <laughs> makes horse races, you know, and it's what leaves right. leaves it to discussion about the ones that were selected, and then as you mentioned, the ones that were left off. Um, but, man, what a great – so the first team, the all-decade first team yeah. was uh, Brittany Griner, uh, it really four post players, and Odyssey Sims, mm-hmm. Odyssey Sims the guard. But Brittany Griner, Odyssey Sims, Kalani Brown, Lauren Cox, and Nina Davis. And that's uh, that's pretty salty first team. Well, and, and I think this is where, you know, the rule of, you know, positions don't matter really right. help because right. – you know, if you look at those five, John, there is kind of a separation there where these were the, you know, these were the five that were all Americans. And I believe that uh, maybe other than Kalani, all of them were unanimous all Americans at some point in their career. So um, that's a pretty impressive group. And I believe that all, yeah, all but Nina were first round WNBA draft picks as well. So that's a, that's a really good five. I think, you know, UConn could probably, you know, put up a similar five, but there's not many teams in the country that could put up a five like that. And I would I would actually stack up this five against just about anybody. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, I would, you know, UConn may be the only other team that could put mm-hmm. up a, a top five like that. The second team yeah. uh, for the women's all-decade team, uh, Destiny Williams, Christy Wallace, Nia Johnson, Chloe Jackson, and Juicy Landrum. And that's a great second five. And uh, interesting how, you know, the first team had was heavy yeah. on post players. The second team's really heavy on uh, on guards. Yeah, and I think it does show, you know, even though that first team was dominated by the post, and you're like, well, Baylor was real post-oriented. But if you look at that second team, and then, like I said, you could probably name three or four other guards that could have made that team. So I think it shows that they have actually had a balance in the decade of some great guard play as well. Taya Cooper isn't on that team. You know, if if they go and and, and win another national championship this year, she's maybe on that team as well. So, um, you know, I, I think they've had great guard play as well. Melissa Jones isn't on that team. Alexis Jones isn't on that team. So I think you've got some great guard play. Nia Johnson is the all-time assist leader. Chloe Jackson obviously led them to a national championship last year. 
Uh, and just, you know, that's a, that's a phenomenal second team. That's as, again, that's, that second team is probably good or better than most teams' first team. And isn't it interesting? I mean, doesn't it say a lot about the program, uh, especially over the last decade, that sometimes uh, a tiebreaker, you know, in selecting these yeah. team members was, oh, well, she had a national championship. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> that was, a pretty good tiebreaker. Yeah, that was the tiebreaker for, uh, you know, for one of the players. So that's, that, that is, that speaks volumes. And two, two national championships in the decade and, and, you know, a complete domination in the Big 12. You know, really, John, if you look at the previous decade, I believe they only won the one, you know, regular season Big 12 championship and won uh, two uh, tournament titles. So, you know, really this decade was where they really dominated, you know, getting and getting to another Final Four in 2010. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, really the dominance that they had, you know, even though they won the national championship in 05, but the real domination was, was in this decade when, you know, really nobody was close to them in the Big 12. That's a good point. As the T-shirt says, decade of dominance for Lady Bear basketball. Jerry Hill is with us from the Baylor Bear Foundation. You know, Jerry, one of the players on on the second team that I really, really admire a lot was Nia Johnson. And it was really, Mm -hmm. I mean, she was a heck of a player, obviously uh, the all-time assist leader. But her assist to turnover ratio was just incredible, in my opinion. Yeah, and Q, she had some huge assist games. But, yeah, you're right. She, She did such a good job of, you know, she valued the ball, you know, mm-hmm. she was not going to turn it over. And, and, you know, obviously she had some great people to pass it to throughout her career. Um, you know, but, you know, she made the most of it. I can remember games where she had tons of double digit assist games, I believe one of like 19 assists in one game. So I, to me, I thought she was a no brainer. And honestly, if you did maybe more of a true position by position, I think she may make the first team just because she was the all-time assist leader and you could slot Odyssey over to the two. So, I, But, again, she definitely deserved her spot, and you're right. I mean, she just – she didn't turn it over. She And, and she was a really good defender, too. Um, but, yeah, the assist-to-turnover deal was off the charts. How close was the race uh, for with Chloe Jackson? I mean, Chloe Jackson obviously only spent the one year as the grad transfer, but mm-hmm. but led the Lady Bears to the national championship, like you mentioned. So I'm assuming that that carried a lot of weight, but it had to be a lot of you know maybe not pushback is the right word, but a lot of discussion right. back and forth. Yeah, I, I, Chloe was close, like I said, but Q in those last two or three spots, there was a lot of discussion, um, and but I think you know John mentioned. I mean, Chloe. Um, not only was part of a national championship, but she won those last two games. Basically, mm-hmm. I mean, with yeah. the, you know, with that driving layup against uh, Oregon. Some sometimes people forget that, but that was a huge shot as well. And then getting the game winner, you know, in, in the championship game against Notre Dame. So I just think, uh, you know, she deserved a spot, uh, and it was just one year. Um, and in that same kind of discussion will come up uh, when we discuss the men's team of, you know, F.A. Udo was only here one year. Well, he was he, he set out a year, and then he, then he played that 2010 season. But it was such a phenomenal year. I don't know how you leave him off either. So uh, I think uh, in Chloe's case, you know, certainly the national championship was a good tiebreaker. And I think with Juicy as well, um, that she was part of that national championship team. You know, that – that trumps a lot of things. That trumps a lot of stats. That uh, you know those those players were part of a 
a very special team, 37-1 and national champions. So I think that kind of, you know, trumped everything else. And on top of that, I mean, without Chloe Jackson, there may not be a Taya Cooper at Baylor, and there may not be <laughs> grad transfers coming. She opened up the floodgate, really, for the grad transfers uh, for Co- Coach Mulkey. She really did, because Kim had never taken a grad transfer. She had taken a few transfers through the years, but never taken, you know, this is kind of a new thing anyway, but she had never taken a grad transfer. And, and you're right, I, you know, I don't know, or I don't think that Taya Cooper is here if, Chloe Jackson not only had gotten here, but had the success that she did. And, and you could see the transition that she made from a shooting guard to more of a point guard. And then Taya just kind of follows right in line and, 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 you know, does kind of the same thing and was certainly on path to at least, you know, make a deep run uh, in the NCAA tournament if they had gotten there. And I, I think they had a really legitimate shot, you know, of at least getting to New Orleans and, and maybe having a chance to win another national championship. Player of the decade on the all-decade team was Brittany Griner. Hard to argue with that. Uh, defender of the decade, Brittany Griner. <laughs> Certainly no argument there. And then uh, sixth woman of the decade was uh, Brooklyn Pope. There was pretty good discussion about that sixth person, sixth woman uh, award. But, uh, you know, again, those, those are sort of the top of the uh, the awards for the women's basketball all-decade team. Yeah, and, and obviously it came down to her and Destiny Williams was really the only the other one that we kind of discussed a lot. And, and basically what happened was Brooklyn got sixth person of the decade and, and Destiny w- was named to the second team. And, and really, the again, the tiebreaker there was Brooklyn was the sixth person, first player off the bench on that 2012 national championship team. So kind of a consistent theme here is the national championships. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what really makes a difference, you know, in this decade where you won two of them. You know, Brooklyn um, started a good bit of her career, but she was the first player off the bench and, and did a phenomenal job on that uh, 2000, the 40-0 2012 National Championship team. So I think that kind of put her over the edge. I think you could have named either one of them, and I believe Destiny had won Maybe it was her senior year or, or sophomore year. She had won six-person uh, award from the Big 12. So, again, I think you could have named either one of them and, and had a really good choice. So, uh, it, again, it's good to have options because, you know, I think in some cases, you know, it, it, it's going to be a struggle or it would be a struggle to, you know, find, you know, good options like that. We didn't have that problem here. We had maybe too many options for some of this stuff. I'll tell you, uh, Jerry, uh, Brooklyn, that that was a great selection right there. I thought that that was a perfect selection. To me, she always felt like the one that would get in there and do the dirty work, the work that wasn't always necessarily praised, but she would do what was needed to get done for the Lady Bears. Yeah, and I think, you know, Brittany was quoted in this story about what a spark she was off the bench, and, and that's a big key thing for a team like that, that obviously, you know, the, the five starters were all great, but you still needed, you know, if somebody got in foul trouble or whatever, you still needed somebody to come off the bench and to give you a lift. And that's exactly what Brooklyn was on that team. And, you know, probably sacrificed a little bit, you know, for herself to to help the team. You know, she she certainly could have been a starter for just about any team in the nation that year. But she was coming off the bench and, and really giving that team a lift. And, and like I said, I think the big thing was that she played that role and accepted that role on that national championship team. 
Jerry Hill with us, Baylor Bear Foundation, uh, talking about the all-decade team for Baylor women's basketball. It was in the Waco <clears throat> Tribune-Herald yesterday. Uh, it's on the Baylor website at BaylorBears.com. We're continuing through every sport, doing an all-decade team. And next up, uh, Jerry, will be Equestrian coming up on Thursday. Uh, men's track and field will be released on Sunday. But, uh, uh, Q, uh, tell me what you think about this as we're doing our, our call about the Equestrian team. Uh, you know, we finally came up with the team. You know what's coming, Jerry. And uh, a suggestion was made, well, shouldn't we have a horse of the decade? You know, a Western Western horse and then an English or a uh, hunt seat horse. And I think we're going to try to have uh, a couple of horses on the all-decade team also. Okay. All right. That, that'll I work. I think they deserve that. Was I mean, that do a lot of work. Was that Jerry's idea or was that your idea? It was actually mine. Okay. Well, I'll roll with it then if it was your idea. If it was Jerry's <laughs> idea, <laughs> I might question it a little bit because you know, you know how Jerry is. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> That's my guy. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Don't you think that's ap- apropos, Jerry? Uh, did, he, did we lose him? Oh, no, we lost Jerry. <laughs> Let me see if I can get him back. All right, sounds good. So that's the next uh, all-decade team uh, that will be announced or uh, published in the Trib. It comes up on Thursday. It's equestrian. Men's track and field will be this Sunday, a week, a uh, week and a half away, April 30th. Women's golf, Sunday, May 3rd, will be volleyball. Ooh, that'll be fun. So uh, we're going to go through each sport, and uh, we've already had um, – uh, with basketball, women's basketball yesterday, we've had that, men's cross-country, softball, and women's co- cross-country are the teams we've already had. All of those uh, archived on the TRIB website and certainly on our website at BaylorBears.com. All right, we got him back. All right, Jerry's back. Jerry, we were talking about uh, uh, having a couple of horses on the equestrian yes. all-decade team. Did we Did we talk about who came up with that suggestion? Well, Q asked that question, yeah. He said, "If it was, was my be, idea, he that was would be okay voice with of it. bears. <laughs> if it was your idea, he wasn't, wasn't going to be on board with it." <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I, I thought it was great, though. I think you know it kind of adds a little fun to it as well. You know, so I, I I think it's great. Gives some great recognition also to that equestrian program. That was one of the things um, that Ashley Ventura talked about. Is it's nice to have recognition for a sport like that that maybe doesn't get a lot of the notoriety or the recognition that some of the other ones do and i think just adding that horse to the year i think it like i said i think it just adds a little fun to it and uh so i think that that'll be that'll be a good one to watch extra carrots for the horse of the decade whoever that ends <laughs> is that up is that the reward okay <laughs> yeah i think so and that's yeah, not an NCAA the, violation the either. We give them, gets we, like plaques or whatever and, nah, and no, the just carrots, carrots. <laughs> <laughs> all the carrots they can stand budget cut oh, we're on budget carrots. cuts here yeah. yeah that's true that's true jerry yeah. uh any thoughts in particular on the uh three Baylor players that went in the WNBA draft on uh friday evening yeah john i think uh for lauren i thought it was a perfect fit you know, I, I, would, I guess maybe selfishly, I was hoping she might wind up in Dallas, and I right. think that was probably a good bet, you know, until the second Oregon player, uh, is it Sabu? Uh, um, she, when she declared as a, as a junior, draft eligible junior, um, that's who Dallas wound up taking. So um, Lauren goes to Indiana, but she gets paired with Tierra McCowan, uh, very similar to Kalani Brown, a six seven center. So Lauren gets to – gets to play the four. Some teams were looking at her as more of a center, a five player. 
So I think that's a great pick for Lauren. And then, you know, Taya gets to Phoenix with Brittany, and, and we'll see how she does there. And then I, I thought it was great that Juicy got drafted. Uh, you know, when Taya dropped a little bit, um, you know, she wound up going with the 18th pick overall. And when some projections had her in the first round, um, I thought when she dropped, maybe that Juicy wouldn't get taken, but Juicy got taken with the uh, penultimate draft pick ah. to the Connecticut Sun. Yeah, I threw that. I threw that out there, John. That's uh, <laughs> and that's that's a team that was in last year's final. So she goes to a very good team, and I, I think this is a year. Um, and John, I don't remember if you were on that WNBA um, you know draft preview, but. Um, this is a year where it's going to actually be tough to make rosters just because of all the different situations. Right. Um, so Juicy will probably have a tough time making that roster, and particularly that's a team that was in the final last year. But, again, I think it's great that she got drafted, and, and certainly she's going to get a chance to play somewhere, if not with Connecticut or in WNBA. She's she's going to play you know overseas, and, and she does give you that element of she's you know as good a shooter as there is. Um, so I, I think, you know, she, she'll at least have a shot. But, again, it's going to be a tough year to make a roster this year. All right, Jerry, great to visit with you. Thanks for your time. We'll see you uh, sometime. I don't know when. Sometime. <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. Thanks, Q. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Jerry Hill with us, Baylor Bear Foundation, Baylor Insider. Great to visit with him. Get his thoughts on the uh, all-decade team for Baylor women's basketball, the all-decade process uh, we're going through with each team, and then the uh, three Baylor players selected in the WNBA draft. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. John Morris Show brought to you, as always, by Marineland Boating Center. If Ken and Mary Sorley are listening, they're uh, eating up to talk about Baylor women's basketball. Big fans of the Lady Bears have been for many, many years, and it's not limited to just the Lady Bears. Uh, They love softball, they love football, basketball, all of them, so Appreciate the Sorleys there at Marineland Boating Center. They're on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Phone number is 254-662-0676. And here's the deal. They are open for business. They want to help you. Uh, If you'll give them a call or send them an email, they will meet you safely outside and show you what they have to offer. Then they will handle all the paperwork online, and they'll deliver your purchase to you. So they've got a great plan to work under these uh, conditions. Just check it out uh, on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Or, again, give them a call at 254-662-0676. That is Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340 South, making memories since 1983. Hi, this is John Morris inviting you to join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show. It comes up this Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m. here on ES Loop 340 South. To today's JMO Radio Show. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Monday. Always great to visit with our good friend Jerry Hill. Thanks to Jerry for making it uh, work in his hectic schedule. Uh, John Morris, Q on this Monday morning. And uh, Q, I got to tell you this, uh, I'm pretty proud. So Friday, I mowed. I got that done on Friday. Saturday morning, I'm outside and 
you know, just trying to see, okay, what else can I do to spruce things up around here? I got all this time. I got all day on Saturday. What am I going to do? So uh, our uh, gutters had been, uh, you know, I think probably never cleaned out. I'm going to say never cleaned out. And part of that is uh, the uh, the trees that we have in our front yard. Uh, they have these, uh, uh, you know, we talked about the squigglies, you know, that come down yep, from yep. the live oak trees. Oh, and a guy uh, texted me and gave me the official name for that. I got to find that text. But uh, anyway, through that, it had kind of they some of the squigglies had settled on the roof, and then obviously in the gutters. So I got up on a ladder and got it all off and cleaned all the gutters inside and out. You know, there was a little bit of just kind of dirt or algae or something on the outside of the gutter. So right. I cleaned all those off on Saturday. So I stood back, you know, about noon on Saturday and looked up there, and I felt kind of proud of what I got done on Saturday. That's a heck of an accomplishment yeah. right there. That's that's taking it to a whole other level, cleaning up the gutters. I get <laughs> yes, it is. I get a little crazy when I pull out the um, the the high high pressure water hose yes, or whatever. Yes. I start to get a little creative with that, but uh, I have not ventured onto the gutters yet. So uh, yeah, that's I'll leave that to you. <laughs> well, like I said, this might have been the first time ever that right. I had done that, but uh, that was the perfect time on Saturday. <laughs> So we got that done. That was good. Looking forward to, uh, you know, starting a new week here. Great uh, church service online yesterday. We did that. In fact, kind of church hopped to a couple of different church services yesterday morning. Started with ours at Harris Creek at 9 and then checked in on our our son-in-law, Art Wellborn, uh, at First Woodway, you know, for their service that was at 1030. So it was a good day. It was a good weekend. Speaking of church services real quick, did you ever know the, the answer to your Derek Fisher question? Oh, no. Did you find anything? Oh, uh, yeah. We had a great texter hit us up on the Bush and Chicken oh, text line okay. and actually said that uh, his uncle is a pastor here in Waco. There it is. Yes. Yes. So there you go. Very good. Hey, thanks to that person who uh, <laughs> who knew that. So I wasn't just making that up. I wasn't dreaming it. No, and I, I kind of wish you had been because it would have been more creative. But I mean, <laughs> you know, it probably would have made the story even better. But no, that's a that's a fun fact that yeah, his uh, his uncle, I believe uncle. that's what the text said. His uncle was a very cool, or he is a pastor here in Waco. Yeah, there you go. Very cool. Thanks for that clarification. That's great. Hey, let's uh, get back on schedule. Let's take a break here. We'll be back uh, with more in just a moment. Stay with us. John Morris Show with Q, and we'll be right back here on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is John Morris inviting you to join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show. It comes up this Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Unfortunately, we won't be able to get together at Rudy's. But join us and hear from Baylor's new head football coach Dave Aranda and equestrian head coach Casey Maxwell. That's this Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show right here on ESPN Central Texas. Come enjoy the beautiful Texas spring weather with a staycation at the historic Stagecoach Inn in Salado. The inn features 48 reimagined guest rooms, a heated swimming pool that spans the back half of the property, and cuisine from the Stagecoach Inn restaurant available for takeout and room service. It offers beloved recipes from the past and innovative interpretations of Texas favorites. The ambiance at the Stagecoach Inn is familiar, relaxed, and fresh. Reserve your room today at StagecoachSalado.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Dave DeRozier. I'm the general manager at Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center in Waco. With the current situation, all non-essential businesses in Waco have been ordered to close. Automotive repair is considered an essential business. 
so we will be open to serve your needs. Here are a few things that we're doing to flatten the curve and to protect you and to protect us. We have a concierge service where we can come and pick your vehicle up and drop it back off at your home, and you can pay with a credit card over the phone. Another option is you can drive up underneath our canopy and get straight into our shuttle, and we can drive you straight home. In addition, every vehicle that comes into our shop is getting sanitized prior to and after the repair, and we're putting a new pair of gloves on after each service. Our team at Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center is here to help you in any way Please call us. Thank you for your time and attention. At Baylor University, students find their place to shine. They're faithful friends and inspirational leaders. They're championship teammates and independent thinkers. They're on the cutting edge of high tech and in the halls of history. If you want to make the world a brighter place, you can. And if you want to shine in your own way, you can. The spark you need is already inside you. Bring it to Baylor, where lights shine bright. Do you ever get the feeling that people don't care anymore? You either get thrown into a voicemail system that you can't escape or dumped off onto a website. Whatever happened to personal service? It still exists at the Nitsche Group Insurance. Personal service is how the Nitsche Group does business. When you need insurance, talk to a real person, not an automated system. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. That's 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 6, Saturday 8 to 5. All three Baylor Lady Bears were selected in Friday's WNBA draft. Lauren Cox went number three to the Indiana Fever. Taya Cooper went in round two to the Phoenix Mercury. And Juicy Landrum was selected in round three, pick 11 by the Connecticut Sun. Here's Sun head coach Kurt Miller on what he likes about Juicy. Juicy's played alongside of other great players and never been disruptive, never brought drama to that locker room. Was an unheralded piece to their national championship. And for players coming into the league, being able to understand that their role may be different than in past, how those players handle it are really important. Taya Cooper will be a guest on Unnecessary Roughness with Ward White's and me this afternoon at 1.30 to talk about being selected by the Mercury. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. With this final segment, John Morris Show on this Monday morning, getting another week rolling here. We do appreciate everyone uh, tuning in with us today. Q is in the studio. I'm sheltered in at home. Q, uh, if you'll let me, uh, I'll come your way on Wednesday. We'll do the same thing on Wednesday that we did last week. So uh, get to see you face-to-face on Wednesday. That sounds good to me. Are you going right. to be bring, bringing gifts again? <laughs> is this is this what I should expect every Wednesday as you bring some uh, gifts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what I've started here. Yeah, so now you're not going to let me in the door unless I've got gifts, right? I mean, I'm just saying, well, you know, I, I got to go for it while I can I have an opportunity. That's a fair question. It's very fair. I will say the answer is uh, definitely maybe. 
<laughs> so probably no. <laughs> Definitely maybe. All, All right, so good. you mentioned uh, you mentioned Taya on with you guys uh, between noon and 3 today. What else you have coming up? Well, we continue on with our uh, ESPN Central Texas NFL mock draft. Now the draft is only a couple days away. Very excited about that. So uh, Mike Gill, host of the Mike Gill Show up in Jersey on 97.3 and ESPN. Uh, he's going to join us at 1230 to talk about the Eagles and pick number 21. Uh, you mentioned Taya Cooper, obviously former Baylor Lady Bear, now member of the Phoenix Mercury. She'll join us at 1.30. And then at 2 o'clock, uh, I had a chance to catch up with William Bradley King uh, yesterday, matter of fact. Uh, newest Baylor commit. He's a grad transfer from Arkansas State. Uh, really cool guy. I love his uh, Twitter name, at Will Got the Sack. I mean, that just lets you know exactly what, <laughs> what he's going to do by way of uh, the defensive side of the ball. And so I uh, had a good conversation with him on Sunday. So uh, we'll hear that at 2 o'clock. And then uh, Matthew Collar, host of Purple Daily on Score North 1500 AM in Twin Cities. Uh, he's going to be talking to us at 2.30 about all things Minnesota Vikings and uh, pick number 22 in the upcoming NFL draft. So very busy show again. Very cool. All right. So all that coming up between uh, noon and three today. And help me remember, uh, Mosley sent us a text. What does he have coming up at three, uh, between three and six today? That's a really good question. He did send us a text. Hang uh, on. I'm looking here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll find it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, it's, it's uh, Coach Munoz, George Munoz. Munoz oh, coming yeah. Up. Uh, yeah, Baylor's passing game coordinator. And uh, he's got that coming up this afternoon at 320. So that and more coming up between 3 and 6 with uh, with Matt Mosley this afternoon. Yeah, he'll have a very busy show. That's what he usually does. He'll 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 tease us with a couple guests, and then all of a sudden he'll hit us with about three more afterwards. So he, he has <laughs> yeah. a busy show. That's good. All right, so keep it here on ESPN Central Texas. Let me mention uh, some birthdays today before we get out of here. Uh, it's Jim Baker's birthday. Jim, uh, former State Farm agent, great uh, friend of us, and he's retired now, but it's Jim's birthday, so happy birthday to him. Connor Martin, Baylor uh, kicker. Today's Connor's birthday today uh, at the ripe age of 22 years old today, so happy birthday to uh, Connor. Uh, today is Lindsey uh, McLean's birthday. Lindsey played softball at Baylor, Lindsey Cargill, and married Stephen McLean. Uh, so uh, I think we need to start recruiting whatever kids they have coming right, right now. So uh, happy birthday to Lindsey Cargill McLean she today. Was, she was really fun to watch. Uh, all the time that she was out there on, on the field at Getterman Stadium, she was a lot of fun. And, man, she's so passionate about the game of softball. Yep. Yep, really good player and coaching now, coaching softball now. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, happy birthday to Lindsey uh, Cargill-McLean. Uh, LeBaron Carruthers' birthday is today. Uh, some of you folks listening will remember LeBaron, one-time strength coach at Baylor, then had his own um, uh, training center here in Waco. Great guy. So happy birthday to uh, LeBaron. Uh, Randy Sage's birthday is today. Happy birthday to Randy uh, Jeff Jacoyan's birthday is today. Jeff is the, uh, uh, one of the assistant coaches for Baylor track and field. So happy birthday to him. It's like there was one other one. Oh, uh, CT Steckel's birthday is today. CT went to, uh, went to Baylor, graduated from Baylor and now works for Fox television. And he's a golf pro, uh, also. So he's got, he's got things going, uh, with Fox. He is oftentimes their sideline guy on football broadcast. Uh, but does a lot of things for them. So happy birthday to uh, CT. I'm going to send him a text here on uh, on his birthday. So happy birthday to those folks today. If we missed you, I apologize. Um, but happy birthday to all of those folks on this uh, Monday, April the 20th. 
And uh, Q looks like it's going to be a nice week weather-wise. Going to warm up a little bit mid set. It was actually 88 yesterday. Did you see that? 88 was the official high in Waco. Yeah, it was 88 after it stormed all night on Sunday night or Sunday yes. morning. I couldn't believe yes. it. I, I thought, oh man, here's the storm that I've been talking about for weeks now. And then it was, <laughs> you know, all night long. And then the rest of the day was beautiful. Did you uh, – you didn't get any hail, did you, on Saturday or Sunday morning? Yeah, we got a little bit. It wasn't, it wasn't too much, but, yeah, we, we got some. I got you. So I got up and, like normal, you know, was taking the dog for the walk, but I knew there was rain coming, so I checked the radar, and, man, it was a short walk because I didn't want to be got, <laughs> caught out there. I could hear the thunder rumbling in the distance and uh, just didn't want to chance that. So it was a real short walk. So we got home and, and made it home plenty of time before it started raining. But here in Hewitt, we didn't have any hail. We didn't. We had none whatsoever. But I saw some folks talking about it and some pictures of it in Woodway, I think, and McGregor. Yep. Uh, asked Stephen. I think they got some pretty good hail. I'm, I'm sure they did. I, I did see where McGregor got a little bit more. But, yeah, I'm right there in Woodway, and we got a little bit. We didn't get a, a, a whole lot. But, like I said, I could hear it at some point, and I said, yep, that's hail. <laughs> yep, yep. So uh, a little bit of hail around, but it moved through fairly quickly. Right. And then uh, and then the sun came out, and like we said, 88 yesterday. I didn't ever see or didn't hear if that was a record or close to it, but uh, it really got warm yesterday. Uh, nice week ahead this week. A chance of rain again on Wednesday, but then in the 70s for the most of the week. So pretty good week weather-wise here in Central Texas. Uh, appreciate the, appreciate everybody tuning in. How about this, Q? I had the idea. We're talking about the uh, uh, Michael Jordan, the uh, Chicago Bulls documentary, and I had the thought, I wonder if there's any Baylor guy that's involved in that in any way. And there is. I found really? a connection. Really? Yes. It's a guy named Derwin Graham who ran track here at Baylor. And I saw a post that he had on Facebook that he was saying, uh, except for the original footage that was shot in 97, 98, he's had a big hand in the video uh, the interviews and putting it together for this uh, documentary. Oh, wow. So I'm going to shoot. I don't have his phone number, but uh, our track coaches do, I'm sure. I'm going to shoot him a text and see if we can get him on to talk about it. But uh, there's a Baylor connection. Derwin Graham, Derwin Graham uh, Jr., I think, uh, apparently has a big hand in this Last Dance documentary. Yeah, J-Mo, you got to make that happen then. You I'm working on it. Get that connection. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. All day on Sunday I was thinking, how can I connect this? How can I right. connect this? <laughs> I see we think alike. So, uh, yes, I like that. <laughs> yeah, man. The closest I got, and I know it's not the same, but the closest uh-huh. I got was Vinny Johnson just because, you know, he yeah. obviously played against Michael, but uh, it's not about this team because uh, he wasn't playing at that point. But still, uh, Vinny Johnson was the closest connection I was able to make. <laughs> there you go. So we've got a connection here uh, and not even stretching it much. So I'm going to try to get in touch with him and hopefully we can have him on with us to talk about it. All right. Sounds good to me. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Thanks to Jerry Hill for being on with us from the Baylor Bear Foundation. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Remember Q and Ward and Stephen on uh, noon to three unnecessary roughness. Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox on three to six today, all here on ESPN Central Texas. We appreciate you tuning in and Lord willing, we'll talk to you tomorrow at nine. Have a great day. I know Chris would have just like fallen all over himself.